We just saw an SUV with tinted windows that we believe to be Rudy Giuliani arriving here um, through this entrance right behind me. Um, you know, Rudy Giuliani, as we reported earlier today, was expected to surrender after meeting with prosecutors to reach a bond agreement, which we know he did. A $150,000 bond was set. He now appears to be inside the jail, turning himself in, just like several other defendants that we've seen come and go in the past day and a half or so. So Rudy Giuliani, definitely the most high-profile <laughs> defendant we've seen uh, turn himself in, in addition to Sidney Powell, a fellow Trump lawyer who has also surrendered to authorities here at the Fulton County Jail today. That's right. So uh, kind of a lot of action there. These are two pretty key figures. Mm. And Zach, just to remind our viewers what they're going through, because, I mean, this is extraordinary. Rudy Giuliani mm. walking into the Fulton County Jail. Uh, and tell us a little bit about what he will go through. Uh, mugshot fingerprinting. Tell us about this process. Yeah, Rudy Giuliani is probably more used to being on the other side of this equation. You know, story prosecutor has used the RICO statute to prosecute um, people in his past, but now finds himself inside of jail as the defendant. And like you mentioned, the other defendants that we know who have surrendered to this jail have been fingerprinted, have been um, have taken mug shots, have really been treated like any other criminal defendant in any other um, case would be. Now, again, that comes with the caveat as we wait for former President Donald Trump to arrive here, expected tomorrow, if he will be treated the same way that his other co-defendants have when they've turned themselves over to authorities. And a $150,000 bond mm -hmm. agreement here, second only to Donald to Trump. Trump himself. Yeah, you've we'll... seen a sort of gradation of the bond right. agreements based on the severity and, and number of crimes, but also the, the position of the person in this quite broad uh, group of indictments uh, th that the uh, Fulton County DA has uh, issued here. That's right. Let's go to Caitlin Polance. She is there outside of the courthouse uh, as we are watching this extraordinary moment unfold, Caitlin. Yeah, it just is so astonishing to see Rudy Giuliani and Sidney Powell both over at the jail, apparently at the same time. We really have no idea the last two times these two people may have interacted. Sidney Powell, after the election, was alongside Rudy Giuliani in those press conferences, in many of those public statements that they were making on behalf of Donald Trump to try and undermine the public's faith in the election. And they were just these two prominent voices that became quite infamous for what they were doing for Trump during his administration, not just after the election. Giuliani, his personal lawyer, during the Mueller investigation, Sidney Powell being the uh, carrying the banner for Michael Flynn trying to fight his case, getting his guilty plea unraveled and really coming to quite fame on doing that in a way that got her very close to Donald Trump and his inner circle of lawyers. And so having those two people who had um, essentially been purged out of the Trump universe after the 2020 election because of how the court uh, plan that they had launched, where they brought court cases to challenge the election results, to throw out popular votes, how that just totally failed across the board uh, in 60 cases or so, that after that, uh, Sidney Powell really had split from, from, from what we know of was the Trump inner circle of lawyers around. Rudy Giuliani has, has clearly not been as closely um, kept by the president as someone in his inner circle since then, since Donald Trump has not been pay paying for either of their legal bills. But now, to notice that they are in that jail in Fulton County at the same time. But one thing that I should be really clear on with this is that what Sidney Powell and Rudy Giuliani are both charged with here is the racketeering 
charge the same as Donald Trump is facing as part of that whole group. But when you look at their individual felony charges that they're facing, Rudy Giuliani is facing as many charges as Donald Trump ultimately and is the man that the prosecutors in this case say was behind so many pieces of the effort in Georgia to unravel Trump's loss. Whereas Sidney Powell, what she's charged with here in Georgia outside of racketeering is specifically about what was happening in Coffee County, the computer access to the voting machines, that that scheme was one that the prosecutors want to give her ownership of as they prosecute this case. Now, both of them in the federal investigation around January 6th are co-conspirators, uh, and we haven't seen what will happen with them. But there has been there have been quite a lot of people on uh, tenterhooks wondering, are these two people going to face some sort of fallout? from the federal system, too, as that investigation clearly continues on. No question. And, and as you referenced there, RICO, that's the Racketeer Influence and Corrupt Organizations Act, which Giuliani himself used quite liberally in the 80s to prosecute leaders of organized crime families there with enormous success, broke up, credited with breaking up organized crime in New York. And now he has walked just moments ago, as we saw in that video there, into that jailhouse in Fulton County, County to, to surrender himself to face those charges uh, as we get closer to a trial. But I believe we have Ellie Honig uh, available for us, or we're working on Ellie Honig to be available for us to, to brought up. Oh, there he is, the reliable Ellie Honig, former prosecutor <laughs> himself. As you see this video, we're playing right here uh, to, to see Rudy Giuliani, former mayor of New York, former DA from. Manhattan, someone who prosecuted successfully so many, including <coughs> under the act uh, that he now faces charges under. Tell us the significance of this moment. Yeah, Jim, it, it's certainly a sobering moment and I think a reality hit for Rudy Giuliani. As you said, he was a longtime, very respected federal prosecutor. He was the U.S. attorney for the uh, Manhattan U.S. Attorney's Office, the Southern District of New York in the 1980s. I had the honor of working there about 20 years later. And Rudy was a, a figure who was venerated inside the Justice Department and inside the Southern District of New York. And as you said, one of his signatures was that he really pioneered an expansive use of the RICO Act, the Racketeering Act, to go after organized crime figures and others here in New York City. And now here he is surrendering into a, a state at county level jail, uh, facing charges of RICO violations of his own. So it's really quite a remarkable turnaround and fall for Rudy Giuliani. Now, of course, he has he is presumed innocent. He has made clear he intends to fight this case, but he will be sitting on the other side of the courtroom for where he's used to. You know, I wonder, Ellie, the, the sort of rebound of Rudy Giuliani was so closely tied to Donald Trump. Um, I know he hadn't forgotten that, but now here you have this incredible dive that is also tied to Donald Trump. He is so far in debt, right? Millions of dollars in legal bills as we understand it. He has gone hat in hand to the former president looking for assistance with that. Um, he hasn't gotten it outright, though perhaps some uh, uh, overtures to help fundraise to get him some help. But I just wonder what you think about the possibility that Rudy Giuliani might be someone who could flip on the former president, or do you think that just isn't in the cards? So it is worth reflecting on just how much legal and financial jeopardy Rudy Giuliani is in right now. He is an indicted defense case that we see him surrendering on out of Fulton County, Georgia. He is co-conspirator one in Jack Smith's federal indictment. That could well result in him being indicted there as well. He's facing 
various civil suits, including a defamation suit from the two Georgia election workers who he allegedly defamed. And he has essentially conceded now that he wrongly spread lies about them. He has all sorts of financial trouble. Ordinarily, I would say the table set for someone in this position to flip. This is why people flip. They're facing potential imprisonment. They're having financial problems. However, Rudy himself has shown zero inclination to do that. He's remained defiant as, as recently as this morning when he was leaving his Manhattan apartment. He was quite defiant towards prosecutors and, and seemed to have no interest towards accepting responsibility. And on the flip side of that, I'm not so sure a prosecutor would ever really want to cooperate Rudy Giuliani and present him as a witness that you're asking a jury to rely on. I know I would have great hesitation about doing that as a prosecutor, just given his, his thorough lack of credibility. So it looks to me like Rudy intends to dig in and fight this case, and I think that's what we're in for over the next several months. Speaking of witnesses who might flip or have <laughs> flipped. We did have the news in the last 24 hours on the other, one of the other cases that the former president faces, that involving mishandling of classified documents in Mar-a-Lago, that one of the witnesses there uh, who initially, uh, well, was charged with lying about whether they attempted to delete security camera footage is now, in effect, going state's evidence and saying, well, th th there was a plan uh, to delete security footage that might have shown the movement of those boxes and classified documents. Significance of that regarding that case. Yeah, so this is somebody who I would normally look to cooperate because it's not at all unusual, Jim, to have somebody who lies in their first interview or their first grand jury session. It's not ideal as a prosecutor. You'd rather have somebody who comes clean from day one, but this happens. And as a prosecutor, as long as you're convinced that a, the person has now come clean. B, you can rely on them in front of a jury. And C, you have some explanation. You're going to need to explain to a jury, well, here's why he lied the first time. And I think the very reasonable and quite common explanation is he had a lawyer who wasn't really working for him. He had a lawyer who was being paid for and was loyal to the Trump organization. And so I think jurors can understand that type of pressure to not come fully clean. So uh, it seems to me like this person is potentially a very valuable uh, witness for Jack Smith in that Mar-a-Lago case.